Welcome to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. So since it's officially September, I thought it would be great to talk about some of these movies coming up this fall because fall I really feel like is movie season. I mean there's a lot in the spring too but fall for me is like when all the big movies really come out aside from summer blockbusters but those are usually like Marvel you know. So Marvel season (laughs) is kind of in the summer and then the fall is a bitter mix of things for me. Although this fall I don't know when I was looking at the list of movies that were coming out a lot of these really seem to be um in the body horror realm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's just always this many horror movies and I just didn't realize it. Uh, that or if could there be. seems like there's more now. I don't know. And some of them that I guess aren't even necessarily horror just kind of fit into that like gonzo type violence. So there's a lot of that <laughs> happening this fall. But oh, maybe it says something about the state of our mental health oh right now probably in america <laughs> people need certain types of movies at certain times right isn't there some like science behind that or maybe it's false science but it sounds yeah, i just remember <laughs> the zombie vampire theory i don't remember who said it or where i saw it but like zombie movies were more popular and there was more of them when the economy was bad oh And vampire movies saw more of an influx when the economy was good. But that was just based on the economy itself and not, like, anything else beyond that. Yeah, just, like, a correlation. Somebody had noticed. So there's... I don't think I've got any vampire movies coming out this fall. So maybe our economy's not not doing as well (laughs) as we'd like to think. I think we're doing as well, period. True. So in all things, so we need these cathartic, gory movies. So, yes, um, which is fine. I mean, that's what art is for. <laughs> that is that is what art is for. That's what it's all about. So, Io Nine did their list of uh, movies that were coming out this fall, and they had like thirty something on there. So, they I have thirty three. Yeah. So I don't think we're gonna talk about all thirty three. So we're narrowing it down to more like the top ten that we are very intrigued by or very uh pumped for it kind of ranges for me on this list but or have mixed reactions because i have a couple that make me feel (laughs) things mixed things yes i mean there are some trailers that i definitely came away with mixed feelings for well before we kick off this though what was the last movie you saw in theaters and was it worthy of a recommendation i was thinking about this yesterday Oh, I've been bad about going to movies since I moved to Omaha and got a full-time adult job. (laughs) Though that does throw a wrench in things. It does, and I'm still trying to balance my actual going to the movie theater time. And I think the last movie I actually saw in the theater was Ant-Man. Well, hey, Ant-Man was good, though. I mean, I would recommend it. It will probably be out on digital and Blu-ray soon. <laughs> Coming to so digital and Blu-ray discs too. Because it was a lot of fun. I really liked that movie. I think the Ant-Man movies are underrated. They are. I really like um, I know some people think he's like a family-friendly Deadpool, and they see that as a bad thing, but I see it as a good I, thing. Yeah, I see it as a good thing. I mean... He's a different kind of humor than Star-Lord or Spider-Man. Or other mm-hmm. Marvel characters. 
he's just kind of a like a warm and fuzzy <laughs> humor yeah. in general. I like I do like Ant Man, and I thought that was a good movie. Um, the last what is one, yours? the last one I saw was actually last night. We went to um, Searching, which I just heard about a couple weeks ago, and um, I guess it had been getting a lot of buzz on like the festival circuit and Sundance and all of that, and it's about a, a father whose daughter goes missing, and he uses her laptop to start digging up clues and try to help the investigation, and um, I had no idea that this movie actually took place entirely on uh, like a computer screen, basically. It's all mostly his laptop, and he it, he has a MacBook, so he has his iPhone connected to it so he can like FaceTime on the computer. So he takes phone calls on the computer. He does iMessage on the computer. He searches on there. Um, there are like a couple other videos, like news videos sprinkled in there, but it's mostly his computer and his daughter's computer. And so when we first sat down and I realized this whole movie was going to take place like on a computer desktop, I was a little <laughs> concerned about that, but it was really, really good really good i have very specific thoughts on it that i can't tell you without completely giving away um the plot of the movie but it was really good people clapped in our theater at the end of it but looking ahead to a very exciting fall movie season um the first one that we have to talk about today is mandy which is coming out september 14th and this is a This has gotten a lot of buzz that I've seen over the last, I mean, I think year. I think it came out, it was first on the festival circuit a little while ago. But um, it's been getting really amazing reviews from the people that have seen it there. I think it's got like something like a 95% rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes from the people who've already seen it, which is pretty incredible. Um, It's directed by Panos, Panos, Cosmatos. I probably completely... Not Thanos. Not Thanos, but Panos. Panos, Panos. I completely butchered his name there, but it stars Nicolas Cage and Andrea Risborough, I think is how you say her last name. And so I'd heard a little bit about this movie being kind of just a Nicolas Cage fully embracing his crazy, but when I watched the trailer for this, I was like, wow, yes, he has fully embraced his persona as crazy Nicolas Cage. The national treasure era of Nicolas Cage is long gone. Yes, completely. (laughs) I was very, very intrigued by this trailer for a lot of reasons. Um, One of the main ones being the kind of the style of it, like the the filters that were on it. I mean, things were just like, Mm. it's almost like he put a little physical filter in front of the camera and maybe that's what he did, but very 80s, like, hellraiser army of darkness type vibe to me a little bit it did remind me of army of darkness a little bit which was what was interesting about it to me i mean even including that he has a chainsaw at the end yeah he does a lot of incoherent yelling <laughs> yes <laughs> nicholas cage in his prime i know not the bees that's what i think the bees that's what that made me think of but I definitely got the Army of Darkness vibe too, but almost like not quite as uh, fun as Army of Darkness. Like this definitely seems a little bit more um, uh, heavy or 
and I mean, Army of Darkness is graphic and Evil Dead, uh, the whole Evil Dead series is graphic, but the, I mean, I think this is probably even more so graphic. Without the level of whimsy. Yes. With Army of Darkness. Whimsy. That's a good way to describe that. It doesn't have, it doesn't have that for sure. It, it, that whole trailer was kind of like a, a good description for that, I think, was Fever Dream. Yeah, that's what I thought too, actually. Yeah. And from what I can tell, um, I get the feeling it's kind of a loose plot, but it it looked to me like uh, Nicolas Cage is basically going on a revenge tour to get his lady back. Yes, and not a way that Liam Neeson does with his daughter. No. I've never seen Taken. <laughs> I haven't either. But he seems to have a little more uh, control. Yes. And probably doesn't get covered in blood and yell. Yes. And Nicolas uh, Cage instead fully goes down that train. <laughs> I mean, he was already on that track. He just needed to tip over, and now he's fully in it. This is Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage in a revenge film. Yeah, but I think that's what he needs to do at this point I mean, in his yeah. career. Like, everyone thinks you're crazy and wacky. You might as well just go fully into it, like Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, just buy into it and everybody else will eventually, right? <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> yes. I did see in that trailer there were a couple of little sound bites from early reviews and I mean they included things like Nicolas Cage gives the performance of a lifetime. I also saw people describe it as beautiful which is a uh, kind of an interesting description based on that trailer because I get the feeling there's there's an awful lot of blood and there's probably a lot of uh, heads exploding and, and things of that nature. So it's it'll be interesting to see i'm i'm just intrigued at like how uh the beautiful descriptor came in there i i definitely would like to see that for myself i think cuz i would use maybe striking or visually exciting but beautiful is a very strange word yes maybe i don't know maybe we'll see it and both be like that was the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever <laughs> See, I mean, maybe it, it just all comes together. I, I saw that this director had one other film that I have not seen, but I've heard a lot about it, too, from kind of the festival reviews and um, buzz there, too, that was called Beyond the Black Rainbow. Some people said in reviews, I read that that one was, it was good, but you either kind of got it or you didn't. And then Mandy was good in the same way, but you actually got it. I, I don't know too much about what's going on in the plot here beyond the, you know, like I said, he's going to get his lady back. <laughs> From the cult in Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, yes. That's what made me think of. <laughs> yes. They came down the mountain and they are now in the city. Yes. And they're, they're walking Still around in red filters with Hellraiser outfits on four-wheelers. So, yeah. There you go. It seems like a good time. Yes. That's Mandy. That, that's Mandy coming out in a couple weeks. So we'll see. This, this might be one that might not come to like my local Regal. So I might have to go seek out a place to see this one. Coming out the week after that one, September 21st, there's actually a couple movies, I think. But the one I know for sure coming out September 21st is um, The House with a Clock in Its Walls. So this has Jack Black and Kate Blanchett and... Uh, the boy in it is played by an actor named Owen Vaccaro. Vaccaro. 
I'm really bad with pronouncing names. But the super interesting thing to me about this movie that I saw this trailer like four times and it took you telling me this for me to even notice that Eli Roth directed it. Yes, and I will never get over it. <laughs> and every time I see it and see his little name next to this uh, fun family <laughs> film. <laughs> fun family film. I can't comprehend the two. Like this morning I drank tea out of a cup with his name on it that also says Goratorium. Uh, yes all the coratorium which no longer is in existence i know i i don't know how i missed his name on there i mean it's obviously in the trailer but they i don't think they were putting it front and center so i was just not paying any attention that's not his usual audience is not the one they're going for no and especially because um one of the times i saw this trailer was before christopher robin so I saw a trailer for an Eli Roth movie before Christopher Robin. Like, that feels like something I should mark in my diary. I do feel (laughs) some love all the time for Eli Roth, even though I don't watch most of his movies because I'm like, this is too intense for me. Mm -hmm. But we did see him that one time in Estes Park Mm -hmm. at the Stanley Hotel. Carrying an an axe that he had just won. Yeah, his award axe. And it was great. And so I feel like this... um, loyalty to him even though i rarely <laughs> consume his content because yeah. i can't handle it and i mean i, feel I the could same watch way. this yeah <laughs> and i i appreciate what he does and you know i i know a lot of people are really into that and i i think he's a great storyteller um and he's definitely got a vision and a <laughs> you know a unique point of view but yeah it's some of that definitely is too intense for for me Which is odd because, like, I can do scenes like that in a haunted house, but I don't want to sit and, like, watch a movie for two hours with it. This this is definitely more accessible, Eli Roth, for people like me. Thanks, Eli Roth. Thanks, Eli Roth. This, and I know this really isn't related and there isn't anything that's tying these two together, but every time I see this trailer, I just think of the Goosebumps movie. And I think it's because Jack Black is in both and then, like, the pumpkins at the end and the dolls and all of that. Like, it, it makes me think of Goosebumps for whatever reason. Yeah, the first time I saw a trailer for this, whenever it came out a month or two ago, I thought it was the Goosebumps 2 trailer. Yeah. Which is also on this list, but we're not going to talk about it. And Jack Black is not in the second Goosebumps. No. But I honestly thought it was until pretty close to the end, after there was a dummy... Mm-hmm. And then th- they started talking about the actual clock, and I thought, oh. This is different. This is not Goosebumps. No, this is not Goosebumps. This was a book, right? Yes. Which I have not read. I I have not either. I'm probably not going to get it read before the 21st of this month, but I will put it on my to-read list for sure. Overall, the uh, the plot here, as far as I can tell from someone who hasn't read the book, is that... A young boy gets to live with his quirky uncle and his neighbor, and they live in a house that's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. A ticking clock, ticking time bomb that has some Goosebump-esque uh, shenanigans. Yes. There's uh, something with tentacles. Uh, there are warlocks. Mm-hmm. And there's some magic. The kid gets either uses magic or is secretly really good at basketball. <laughs> yes maybe both <laughs> judging from that one cheesy moment in the trailer 
Um, and then there's a clock somewhere in the house that they say belongs to the warlock that lived there before them. Uh, it rang four times last time. Now it rang three. So it's counting down. Kate Blanchett wonders what's going to happen. Or so does Jack Black. They wonder what's going to happen when it reaches its final bong, which I'm sure happens in the movie. And that's the climax. And it releases uh, hell. Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> is it my prediction? <laughs> Which is probably those dummies. It releases because Hellraiser. Because dummies and dolls are demons from actual hell. Yeah, yes. That's, there's the whole plot of the movie. You don't need to go see it now. There it is. <laughs> right I mean, there. you should. Yes. It looks fun. It does look fun. And I will say at Christopher Robin, when we went and saw that, there were obviously quite a few children in the theater and when this trailer came on they all seemed to just be thrilled and they were throwing popcorn and ripping <laughs> up the seats basically i mean it was a riot they were just so excited <laughs> by this movie it was i and at the end with the pumpkin uh when he gets all the pumpkin guts on his face oh they were just cracking up they they really seemed excited about it so um <laughs> I think it's only. And then a... they all got up and left because they just came to watch that trailer and that did was not it. Care about Winnie the Pooh at all? They bought a ticket for this this Eli Roth trailer. These children, yeah. um, and I think it's only a PG rated movie, so it should be a good, a good family film. I think it looks interesting. Kevin said out of the list that we had to talk about today, this was his number one, most interested in. So this is Kevin's number one. Yeah. So. We will definitely be going to see this one. So the other movie that I think is coming out on September 21st, as far as I can tell, is Beyond the Sky, which I also just recently heard about from you. I had not heard about this one before. I've heard a little bit about it. It's been floating around more on the down low because it is an indie movie, even though it is about aliens. Uh, but that's what's interesting about it to me is that it's an indie movie with a smaller budget, and I don't know if they're doing a limited release. Oh, that um, could be why I had trouble finding a official date, because most things I look at say tw- just 2018. Yeah. Uh, I did find one that said September 21st, so. Oh, yeah, it only has a, I was just looking at the IMDb, IMDb page for it, um, and it only had a $1.5 million budget that's yeah, very which small is really small and most alien movies need millions and millions of dollars to make their special effects mm-hmm. uh, so i don't think that'll count against it at all i think that's what makes it more interesting and i don't i don't think i wouldn't count it as a horror movie i count it as a thriller movie but if we're thinking of like low budget horror slash thriller movies that have done really well mm-hmm. um there's like paranormal activity the first mm-hmm. one and then that guy made it with like thousands of dollars yeah it was very like small. under a hundred thousand it's a it very, was very small. small but it became one of the most known horror movies of our time i don't know yeah. how old i was i think i was a teenager yeah i mean at least our our generation most people who even if they haven't seen it they know what paranormal activity is and they know yeah. the series, so it he definitely solidified a spot with very low budget. So that would be that definitely is intriguing about this movie too. Um, and I'm guessing that's why I hadn't heard a lot about it up till now. But it's got, as far as I can tell, at least to me, I 
other people may know these people, but <laughs> I don't. Um, it's got a pretty unknown cast as far as I can tell. Jordan Hinson and Ryan Carnes, I think, are kind of the main two characters. But one thing that as I was watching the trailer that I couldn't decide, and you know, you were you were talking about how you, you wouldn't classify it as a horror movie. And by the end of the trailer, I didn't either. But the first part of the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks kind of creepy. This looks kind of scary. But then by the end, I was like, um, I don't think it's creepy. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, just that it's aliens, I guess. Yeah. It starts off creepy, and then by the end, I realized, oh, I can handle this. <laughs> this. Well, and that's one thing I thought about, too, when it first started, is I was like, oh, this movie's about aliens. Chelsea doesn't want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a more accessible I mean, alien film. Sometimes I'm okay with aliens. Yeah. Just like the fourth kind messed with my head yes so as long as it's not like that then we'll be okay no yeah so which the fourth kind was like a straight up horror film right yeah but if this is more like signs alien type thing then it'll be fine i would be cool with that oh signs oh that movie oh signs so (laughs) i know i love signs i know a lot of people especially with its age are like silly and it is silly when he like swings the bat around and hits all the glasses of water yes but one of my favorite movie scenes of all time that still like gives me a little chill is that video that home video in it Mm -hmm. of the birthday party yeah all looking out the window and the it pulls like a bigfoot walk yeah alien does across the street yeah it's so good and you can hear that little kid at the birthday party yelling it's behind or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that that was pretty good. So, I mean, this movie, I'm definitely interested in seeing it, and hopefully it does fit a little bit more of the uh, the science category rather than the fourth kind category, because I'd rather go to a sci-fi alien movie, I think, than a horror alien movie. I mean, if I, I think I'm... aliens lend themselves more to a sci-fi yeah. versus a horror. I mean, if I want to watch a horror movie, I will literally watch Aliens. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I will do the the classic. I don't need to. Anyway, the other thing that this this trailer kind of reminded me of because there's this documentary filmmaker who's going to meet with these people that say they've been ad- abducted. I guess with the the goal of disproving that they've been abducted. So he thinks in his mind he's going to meet with a bunch of conspiracy theorists and crazies and expose them in a documentary. I guess, and obviously that's not what happens, but another horror film this made me think of because of that was The Last Exorcism, which I don't think you've ever seen. No. And I don't recommend I that you watch it. I no on that one. Yeah, it... Oh, man, that movie was a wild ride, but this made me think of that because that movie has a very similar plot just with exorcisms. Like, the, the guy who's been doing these fake exorcisms forever brings the documentary crew with him to prove that you know, this is all fake and just expose all of it. And then lo and behold, guess what? It's not. So that seems like kind of a similar setup. The Last Exorcism, if I could just cut off the last 10 minutes of that movie, it'd be a pretty amazing film. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so hopefully that's not the case with this one. Hopefully it actually turns out to be pretty good overall. Because sometimes indie films really do become kind of like a cult classic. Some of them are super great. Just like blockbuster movies some of them are also super great yes and some are garbage (laughs) so (laughs) so hopefully hopefully this will end on the the super great side of the spectrum i have hopes for it yes definitely worth at least uh 
giving it a shot, I think. Yes. Next on our list is a movie that comes out October 5th. This is actually, um, we were talking about choosing our individual top three that we're most interested in off this list. This movie is number three for me, um, which is Venom. So Venom, Venom, Venom. Um, Venom did not make my top three. In ones that you're most interested in seeing. Yes, and I know it's shocking because I have been a Spider-Man junkie my entire life. There, there's more Spider-Man on this list, though. Yes. So Venom, just to give the initial background of this movie, is directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland, which I adored. I also saw, if you look at his IMDb page right now, there's Zombieland 2 listed for October 2019. So Yeah, I saw that got officially confirmed. So super excited about that. Stars Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams. All the pieces are here for this movie to be great, and I want to believe it will be. I need it to not pull a suicide squad on me. Because Yes. Like I feel pulling a suicide squad is a very real thing that could happen with this movie. I know, and I I really, really want to believe it won't because there's a good director. It's got Tom Hardy. We're actually doing a Venom storyline that's not the way it was in Spider-Man 3, which, <laughs> I mean, I I will always be a fan of Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Like, I, I will always be a fan of that. And I loved the first one. And, you know, in general, I don't think, like, that the Sam Raimi trilogy gets some of the credit that it really does deserve. But, man, Spider-Man 3 was a dumpster fire. <laughs> and they really took it is a dumpster fire and they took the venom storyline which should be so cool and so interesting and it just was not like that movie was tedious to sit through it really was so i want this to be i want this to be what i want it to be what i need it to be (laughs) i had to do some research on venom before we recorded this because I've kind of forgotten most of his story and his mm-hmm. comic book appearances. I found a list on Screen Rant about all the people Venom... Not all the people. The people Venom has killed. Mm-hmm. Mostly in the comic books. And I was surprised... I know Venom sees himself as the hero. But I was surprised to remember that he... Tries... Tries... Quotation <laughs> tries. Marks, to not kill innocent people. Which is what he mostly does. He just justifies it. Mm-hmm. for the cause like the capital the cause or whatever mm-hmm. and he starts with eddie brock he's with eddie for a lot of the time but then as comic books do to keep it interesting he starts ending up with other people he ends up attached to eddie's ex-wife and they oh. go on killing sprees twice she ends up committing suicide over it it's very dark oh wow and what threw me off in the trailer was when venom twice or not maybe he didn't mention it to the last guy but he's like holding this bald guy and it was like talking about all his organs and how tasty they are and i was like whoa 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 i don't remember venom eating people i don't remember this at all so that's what led me to this list mm-hmm. and there are a few times that he talks about when he's with eddie he talks about how much he would like to eat some brains because okay. of something that starts with a P that's in it, and it sounds delicious. Eddie figures out that same thing is in chocolate. So he eats a lot of chocolate. Yeah. But um, after Venom is no longer with Eddie, and he attaches with a guy named Mac Gargan, who was another villain at a different point, 
who's a lot crazier, a whole bunch of villains end up going to Asgard. He eats a lot of Asgardians. Well, so, I mean, as you do. Does, yeah, so he does eat some people, and then eventually Venom is no longer with Mac Gargan, and Mac has like extreme PTSD from it, oh, as wow. everyone does who hangs out with Venom. Uh, understandably so. I mean, the, the chocolate thing, which, thank you for all that background on venom because i mean i haven't i haven't read an extensive collection of spider-man comics or ones featuring venom either so a lot of what i had as far as background on the character was my own research and obviously spider-man 3 which even then you know i was when when did that movie come out i was still pretty young i think but even at the time i i even remember thinking this is a really cool character and this movie is like not doing this correctly yes um but the chocolate thing made me think about death note and apples too with the apple yeah so and the apples yeah that's that's very real even though they're not related at all but that's also what i thought no but that that's that's just very similar so and i know in the the second trailer there was when he's in the gas station there's he's threatening one of the guys in there that he's gonna eat off his legs and his face and then he's gonna have to roll down the street like a turd so some of the dialogue does concern me that it could be very suicide squad-esque i want to believe that it will not be i want to believe this is gonna be great so here's hoping (laughs) yeah i want it to be great but i don't know i just feel weird about it yeah Especially, I think a lot of people since do. There is no Spider Man, and I know Venom is a big enough character. He could probably do this whole movie without Spider Man, but in the comics, at least, he was so obsessed with Spider Man, mm-hmm. and he blamed everything on him, and that was like how he got all crazy. And well, Venom was always crazy, but like he had a very tunnel focus, yeah, on Spider Man all the time. Yeah, I mean the Spider Man that we have with Tom Holland. Now that Spider-Man belongs to Marvel now, Venom-Spider-Man thing is never going to happen. No. Like, if it was going to, it would have happened... Well, it did. It happened with Tobey Maguire's. Yeah. But now that the main Spider-Man we have now has taken a pivot to a different type of one, there's no room for Venom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, it definitely... I don't think the the crossover is going to happen there. I haven't been able to see, and I might have just missed it. Is this movie going to be rated R? That is a very good question that I did not think about or look either. I haven't seen specifically anywhere if it is or not. I feel like it should be for the same reason Suicide Squad should have been, and it wasn't. Because I think movies like Suicide Squad, Venom, and you know, I get these are different universes here, but it's all kind of like the Deadpool effect. They're wanting it is the Deadpool effect. They're wanting to do these movies true to the comics and comic book violence when you do it true to that is pretty graphic. It's violent. And it can comics can be very dark. And, you know, obviously Deadpool did very well. Literally one of my favorite movies of all time is Logan. And that did that very well. And then we had Suicide Squad, which should have been a rated R film. And, you know, we could talk about Suicide Squad's death. We could do a whole episode on how Suicide Squad let us down. Yes. And the pieces, and that was another frustrating one because the pieces were there. Like, the pieces were there for Suicide Squad. And I got to see, like, 25 minutes of a movie I really wanted to see. And then, like, an hour of something else. (laughs) So I'm 
really hoping Venom doesn't do that. And I'm I'm hoping I will go in and see this and be like, man, I was so pleasantly surprised. And also, can I say, what is with Tom Hardy, who is a, a very attractive person? Why does he continuously choose movies where his face is covered? That's a good question, Tom Hardy. <laughs> I Maybe he just, he doesn't want to rely on the face, I guess. I don't know, but... Maybe. I think he's a great actor, so... He is. I looked up if Venom had a rating. It does not have one yet. Oh, cross your fingers. Uh, but digitaltrends.com believes that Sony... Some members of the Sony Trust believe that the film should push the very limits of PG-13, but should not get an R rating. It's a bad and choice. Since, since Sony is controlling it, and if that's what they decide, then... I know there's... Even without seeing this movie, I know there's enough in there that they shot it as an R-rated movie. Yeah. And they'll have to, like, do some cuts to get right under that line. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure they shot Suicide Squad as an R-rated film. Yeah, and then they did some cuts and some other unnecessary things. That didn't even have anything to do with the rating, but... (laughs) Yes. So, I'm going to cross my fingers, I'm going to hold out hope, and we're going to see what happens first week of October okay. with Venom. So moving into the rest of October, the other movie that we have on our list that comes out in my favorite month of the year comes out October 19th and it's Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. I am, this actually isn't one I put in my top three, but I am very excited for this one. Um, I had a conversation with Kevin yesterday when he saw the trailer for it where he was saying something like, why do they just keep making sequels and i had to explain well i I mean first of all michael myers freddy krueger chucky i mean the whole point is they don't ever die the whole point is you get endless sequels but this sequel in particular pretends like none of the original sequels happen i love it yes it's super interesting especially the thing i found most interesting about that is michael being laurie's brother was not a thing until the 1981 sequel Mm-hmm. So that was erased. So they're not siblings anymore. That is very I interesting. I looked that up this morning. And they even say in the trailer something about, like, the one girl says to Lori's daughter, didn't something happen with her brother? And she said, no, that was a, a myth. Yeah, they um, did a little meta moment. Oh, to make fascinating. Sure that they're not siblings. Unless they're going to, like, just kidding they actually are we tricked you but i don't think they will oh that's so fascinating so this there's actually a a couple meta things happening with this film what one of which i (laughs) i have to say is the name that they're calling it just halloween which is gonna offer them branding confusion (laughs) going forward because the first film is obviously called just halloween and then there's rob zombies remake that's just halloween but i mean it is just kind of a meta thing that they're they're calling it halloween because this is the true sequel to the first movie so we're just gonna call it the same thing i guess we're not gonna call it halloween 2 we're not gonna call it h2o we're not gonna (laughs) do any of that i'm super excited for the direction they decide to take this because obviously jamie lee curtis is starring in this again and i love that they took this to a laurie's not been trying to hide or move or try to get away from her past or whatever she's literally been sitting there in her gun range for years waiting for him to get out yeah (laughs) i mean she made time to have a kid yeah but 
this has been her whole life. And it's so interesting because we so rarely get a horror movie where we get to see the long-term effects it would have mm-hmm. on it. Like, something that crazy would have on someone surviving it. Yeah, and on, like, the the people that know them and how they would turn out and how it affects the town and all of that. So it does look like it stays very true to, you know, the original creep gore factor uh, with that scene in the trailer with him dropping a bunch of teeth over the bathroom door. And it is directed by uh, David Gordon Green, but it's produced by John Carpenter, so this should be very true to the original. I did also see that the original Michael Myers or The Shape, Nick Castle, who I think is in his 70s now, he does have a cameo as, um, I think I read it was the first scene that Michael is in his full thing that is the original Michael Myers and then the the new actor portrays him in the rest of the film. But they do have the original one making a cameo, which is a nice touch. I'm sure that was nice for him and Jamie Lee Curtis, too. Yeah. To kind of have a... nice. Like a moment. It's a, a nice moment when I get to look a serial killer in the face again. You know, the original one. <laughs> and it's interesting that in this movie, you know, he's wearing the mask so you won't, you can't really tell. But he's a, you know, he's at the uh, other side of middle age as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would be older, too. He'd be too. in his six. It's been 40 years. Mm-hmm. If he was in his 20s. Yeah, he'd be in an old man. He'd be in his 60s, just like Lori is, too. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine that in a maxim, maximum security insane asylum or whatever that is that he's in, I can't imagine you would age very gracefully. No. So, but considering all the, I know we're, it doesn't take the sequels into consideration, but he's always been kind of uh, immortal in the way that, like, Freddy Krueger and all of them are. So maybe he, maybe he aged nicely. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess that remains to be seen. Random side fact we were talking about before we started recording. David Gordon Green directed Pineapple Express, which is on my top films of all time. And the screenplay was written in part by Danny McBride, who was also in Pineapple Express. So I will never get over that either. It's <laughs> like Eli Roth. So it's a, a very random but cool connection. I guess they must enjoy working together i i know danny mcbride does a lot of uh screenplays and that kind of thing but this was an interesting one to see him pop up on so yes it looks like it's gonna keep the fun spirit but creepiness of the original halloween which the remake that rob zombie did i have watched and you know i i very much appreciate rob zombie as a director and i very much respect what he does and i think he's a great director and i think similar to some of eli roth stuff there's definitely a market for his point of view when it comes to movies and i think the characters he creates in his own original stuff is cool but his halloween remake just did not do it for me (laughs) so no i i have a very distinct memory of coming home and either you and Kevin, or you and Kevin and our dad, were watching the Rob Zombie Halloween, and I noped right out of there. I think it was just me and Kevin, and it, you know, like I said, I definitely think Rob Zombie is a great director, and I think um, in terms of visuals, he has, he has a great eye for that. Like, I mean, cinematically, the movie looked great. Other stuff, even House of a Thousand Corpses, honestly, like, the movie looks great, but it's just... It's just not quite my my vibe. So I like the more traditional John Carpenter Halloween. So I'm yeah, excited I, for this one. 
I'll admit I haven't seen most of the Halloweens, but I like the 1978 one, mostly mm-hmm. because it's a horror movie I can watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the older, like, original slasher movies because they're not as scary, because they're not quite as focused on being as disturbing as possible. Yeah. And I just like that era of slasher movies because they're the only ones I can watch. I can't really yeah. watch them now because they have really creepy, disturbing images in them, and my yeah. little brain cannot let them go when I try to go to sleep, <laughs> and then I don't sleep for three days, even if I'm not scared. And then it's a problem. But... Yeah. I mean, they, they're disturbing, obviously, quotation marks, but it's more in that, like, fantastical, you know, surreal sense. It's not, like, it's not as realistic. Like, there's enough crazy happening in the real world, and I don't need that. So I appreciate, like, how those older B-rated horror movies are just more over the top, and they there's so much more humor in them, and so I really like those. Yeah, it's like, I can't watch, well, I semi-watch The Stranger's. Mm, at a party never. i did not want to and texas chainsaw massacre i've seen part of again with someone else and i did not want to <laughs> and so like that era of killers i can't do i don't no. know really why i just can't yeah but this movie seems like it's even though it's set in 2018 because it's been 40 years mm-hmm. it seems like it's really trying to stick with what it was like like the vibe that you get from the 1978 one yeah and i i'm hoping it will it's again it's got all the right pieces so and i love jamie lee curtis so definitely excited about that one it's my number three actually halloween's your number three yes awesome you should fly out here and we'll watch that one like we did it you probably will have to because (laughs) ryan refuses to go to any horror movies and i'm not going (laughs) and you're not gonna go by yourself no (laughs) i'll go to most movies alone but i will but probably not alone. Our next film is another horror film, but in kind of a different vein. So coming out November 9th, this is my number one out of the whole fall. This is the one that I am looking the most forward to. This is Overlord. Overlord, the first time I saw the trailer for this was earlier this summer, and it was right after um, they had debuted at Comic-Con. Like, I think this was just a few days after, and we went to see, um, I think, Mission Impossible. And they played this trailer beforehand. And so I'd heard that there was a J.J. Abrams movie that they were talking about at Comic-Con. But kind of like everybody else, I assumed this was another Cloverfield thing. And I hadn't kept up with the Comic-Con news to know that they had in fact released this trailer. And it's not a Cloverfield movie. And so when we saw this before Mission Impossible, when it first started playing, I was like, okay, World War II movie, great. I mean, that's not really like my, my genre. So I wasn't really paying attention. And... Then the ACDC music kicked in, and then it just went completely bananas, and I was like, oh my god, where do I buy a ticket right now? Can I get in line for this movie today? Because this looks amazing. So, super pumped about this one. It is the best use of Hell's Bells I've seen in any trailer or movie or TV show or otherwise. Yes. And... uh, my main note was it looks like Dead Snow got a budget and a big screen release, which I'm fine with. Yes. I mean, I actually really liked Dead Snow. That was an interesting <laughs> that was an interesting Sunday afternoon we had watching Dead Snow. So this is produced by J.J. Abrams, directed by Julius Avery, starring Joven, I'm thinking is how you say his name, Adepo and Wyatt Russell um, are a couple of the people, but there's, there's several more. Um, but there's several people that I don't really... Uh, 
no, I haven't seen in other things yet. So that should be very interesting. I guess the loose plot here is uh, this is before the night before D-Day in World War II and they crash, uh, several American soldiers crash in France and discover that the Nazis have in fact been doing some shady stuff involving human experiments. Who would have thought? Who would have guessed? Because I know that's been a conspiracy theory with, I think, some proof behind it that the Nazis were doing super soldier type of experimentation, but who really knows? So this is exploring what that could look like, and they, they kind of look like zombies, but a little bit beyond zombies. Yeah, I feel like zombies is a pretty loose term for them. Yeah. Like, they didn't have another name for it, and they needed to categorize the movie somehow. Yeah. Like, okay, well, it's zombies. Yeah, but there's definitely a step above that happening, because there's, like, the the one in the trailer that looks like he's all just black leather, and there's, at the very end, when he's looking through the hole in the wall, and there's obviously something else going on <laughs> back there besides just zombies, and I think that the main zombie thing is them having kind of like rotting flesh happening and able to exist without all their body parts is about the yeah the extent of the Which zombie Which I guess position. that is the basic description of a zombie. Yeah. Uh, but these ones seem to be aware. They're mm-hmm. very fast and they're very strong. So no slow shuffling zombie hordes. No. It's like 28 days later type zombies. Oh, wow. I haven't thought about 28 days later in so long. I know. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that was a decent movie too. I don't think the zombies in 28 Days Later were aware, but they were very fast no. and very strong. And the ones in this movie seem like they they are aware and in fact do want to be a super soldier for the Nazi army. It looks very fascinating. I guess they showed 10, 15 minutes of it at Comic-Con and people loved it. And I, I haven't seen that footage, obviously, because they're never nice enough to release this stuff after Comic-Con. But... One of the reviews said the the footage featured a lady that was just a disembodied head. Nice. So she was <laughs> so, just a head? Just a head. Does she talk? Yes. Did she? Oh, was she a zombie head? Yes. <laughs> That's what it sounded like, that they had a, a conversation with her. Is her name Madame Leota? No. Was she then put in a crystal ball and went to the haunted mansion? She got a second job. Disneyland. And, and well, now she's great. <laughs> so, even if you're a disembodied head, you gotta earn a living somehow. I mean, everybody needs to make some money. So, so that is, yes, that is my number one. This whole list, super excited about Overlord. I am also excited. It's not on my top three, but it was a hard contender. It was a hard contender. So we've only had one of your top three so far, right? Which was Halloween. Yes. Also in November, we have... Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, coming out November 16th. Obviously, David Yates is still directing. He directed most of the second half of the Harry Potter films, so that's great. And then a huge cast, including Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, Johnny Depp, Catherine Watterson, and Zoe Kravitz. Anytime I get to go back home to Hogwarts, basically, I'm all about. So I still am excited for this movie. I still am looking forward to it. I like, I really liked the first one. I think mm-hmm. they kept the spirit of the Harry Potter films and books in it. So this is promising. I will say, of course, my my main issue is Johnny Depp, man. That yeah. <laughs> makes me sad. And it's always going to make me sad. 
if he could have not turned out to be a pile of garbage, that would have been great. But that would have been great. He, I mean, he is a good actor. There was a reason, obviously, that I was very much a fan of his for a long time. And his work is, is good work. It just is a bummer that as a person, he sucks. So that, that'll definitely just have to be something I, um, I overlook and go enjoy the, the film anyway. So. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, Johnny Depp is the reason Fantastic Beasts was not my number three. Mm-hmm. I went between Halloween and Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. Beasts, gosh. <laughs> and Fantastic Beats. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to some Fantastic Beasts while I had this internal struggle. <laughs> because I, like most millennials, I absolutely love Harry Potter. I really loved the first movie. Mm-hmm. of this franchise i love everyone else in this movie mm-hmm. jude law as a young dumbledore is perfect yes very happy with that i will watch eddie redmayne look worried in anything yes <laughs> gosh what was his name my favorite muggle is in it again oh yes jacob i think it's jacob from much i love that movie and i can't think of character name oh my gosh and we get to go actually back to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Somehow they found, like, they went back in time and found Eddie Redmayne as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Because that kid playing young... Looks exactly looks like him. Exactly like him. Yeah. Did the same little facial expressions. Really weirded me out. I know. <laughs> they spent a lot of but time together, clearly. <laughs> I just wish it was still Colin Farrell. That he was because actually the Grindelwald. First one, the first one, I don't think I realized... I don't know if I'd found out about all of Johnny Depp's grossness when the first one came I out. I think it was, just had. it was right when it came out, I think. But I remember going to that movie, and I was super into it, and the moment Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp, my reaction was, ew. <laughs> no, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And I'm still going to go. I thought about it for, you know, many months, because mm-hmm. I don't want him to ruin this beautiful thing that all these other people put so much work into yeah but i know i'm gonna be like disappointed and slightly uncomfortable during all of his scenes yeah i mean i guess the one upside like i said is he he is a very good actor and he does disappear into roles so i mean hopefully it's it's a good enough one that maybe some times throughout the movie you'll kind of even forget it's him and maybe he'll just be grindelwald you know but i also feel i still feel sad that they did not keep jamie campbell bauer is that his name that was grindelwald in like the yes. sixth harry potter movie that yeah he was there for like half a second but he looks so great he did look really great and i know he is younger but but they have young dumbledore and the actor's older now <laughs> so and johnny depp looks older than the jude law dumbledore yeah i don't know yeah and, uh, i guess i saw something that Dumbledore and Grindelwald have no scenes together. Hmm. So, like, what's the what's the point of Grindelwald being there? And I, I, I guess there's supposed to be three more of these films after this, because they, they made it a whole epic on its own. So, I mean, hopefully at some point, you know, putting my Johnny Depp feelings aside, I would love for them to explore the Dumbledore-Grindelwald relationship and the backstory and what happened there, because... You know, that was something we only got little tidbits of in the Harry Potter books that I would love to know more about. Especially since J.K. Rowling dropped her random Dumbledore is gay bomb. Yeah. Like, 
years and years later. Yeah. And that he had romantic feelings for Grindelwald. And that was, it would have been such a, like, they had this big obvious avenue yeah. to do a main LGBTQ storyline. And it sounds like there's, like, we're not even going to say that Dumbledore is gay. Like, yeah. not even once. And yeah. it would have been so easy. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I am excited. I am also interested in this. Have you seen the uh, the fandom theories about Claudia Kim's character Maledictus? Uh, no. So I'm not 100% sure if her name is actually Maledictus in the movie or that's just the... Because Maledictus is a thing from the Harry Potter universe, uh, a woman that can turn into a beast. And so Claudia Kim, the actress, her character is, you can see her in a couple scenes in the like circus type thing. And then she's on she's the- She's wearing the blue dress. Yeah. Right? She's got the blue dress and like the smoke tendrils coming out of her hands at one point. Well, there is a, a theory that people have um, come up with on the interwebs um, that includes some pretty solid proof from the Harry Potter books that she, because a maledictus is destined to become- turn into a beast her character poster in uh the circus scene has snakes all over it and there's a pretty strong fan theory that she is nagini (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to think about that so i don't i don't even know if this movie in particular would address that or if if it is a thing if you know down the road in the next three if that will become a a thing um but I know they wanted to obviously tie these movies to um, the original Harry Potter ones in ways that she didn't get to do in her book. Books, I should mm-hmm. say. That is a super interesting concept to me. I would be that is interesting. totally on board with that. So <laughs> that that will remains to be seen if that is, in fact, the truth. I enjoyed the little cameo of Nicholas Flamel. Yes, I was excited that. about that. That was nice. And I liked the little thing we saw of Dumbledore looking in the mirror of Desire, or mirror of Ezrid, and seeing Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they don't do the romantic thing, which they should have, Grindelwald was his best friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the mirror of Desire, Ezrid, dang it. <laughs> the mirror! The mirror! It's like a big emotional thing in Harry Potter for me. It is. I mean, it's so deep. Well, and especially just when you start, you know, your first experience with it in the books is Harry seeing his family. And then Ron wants to be head boy. <laughs> it's his dream. So cute. It's because he got a new dream and her name was Hermione. Oh, and then years later, J.K. Rowling goes, um, actually, I don't like them together anymore. <laughs> actually, I changed my mind. And you were like, you know what, Joanne? I'm going to need you to late. stop. <laughs> I know you wrote it, but it's too late. <laughs> but no. And I like them together. I do too. So either way, still excited for it. Um, so that one was November 16th. And coming out just a few days later on November 21st is Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's my number one movie. Oh, this one was I'm my so number. excited. This one was my number two, just behind Overlord, you know, because those are completely related movies. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will say when the first Wreck-It Ralph came out, I went to see it because, of course, I'm a, I'm a Disney freak, and, I mean, it looked cute, but that was one of those movies that I was like, I loved it, and I loved it way more than I expected to. So when they, they said they were going to make another one, I was really excited. The first trailer 
that featured Ralph overfeeding that rabbit in the game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Was hysterical. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even looking at it right now. And it cracks me up. Of just that <laughs> pancake. Milkshake. Pancake. Pancake. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The bunny eats the pancake. <laughs> it's so good. And that little girl screaming in that car seat. Oh, my oh, God. I think it's so good because it's a little adult. Yes. And obviously, the bunny blew up. <laughs> yeah, but it's, That's why it's, so it's funny. super funny. And uh, the second trailer, of course, had all the princesses who I believe most, if not all of them, are being voiced by their actual original voice actors. I think they all are because they went to, was it a Comic-Con or maybe it was uh, D23 mm-hmm. where they were all together. Yeah. I think that might have been D23. I'm not sure. But... And uh, Olaf. Yes. <laughs> In that picture. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that's great. Like, the second trailer especially makes it seem like this movie is going to be very meta. Yeah, because they go to, she asks the help desk to give her a website that's like, I don't remember what the uh, Vanellope says. And they Crazy go to Oh My Disney. Yeah, and they yeah. go to Oh My Disney, and Eeyore is there, yes. and there's Stormtroopers, and I'm sure there's a bunch. And then all the princesses, and I love Cinderella and her little shoe that yes. she was ready to cut a bitch with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and um, I don't know if it's from the trailer, it might be a still from a different part of the movie, but Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, wearing a set of pajamas that says Nap Queen on it. Nap Queen. Yes. And there, I don't think it was in a trailer. It might have been just a little clip they released oh, of yeah. Merida when she was talking. Yeah, in her Scottish um, slang. <laughs> yeah, and she was trying to explain her mom turning into a bear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it all just looks fantastic. This one's directed by Rich Moore and Phil Johnston. Obviously, as John C. Riley as the voice of Ralph. Sarah Silverman as Vanellope. I've just been waiting for this movie for a long time. Gal <laughs> Gadot is also a new character. Oh, I, I don't think I, I knew that, that one. recently. I hope uh, Calhoun and Fix-It Felix are in it. I mm-hmm. haven't seen them really in anything. I bet they will be, though, because Calhoun was, like, the greatest part of the original he one, too. So. Oh, do you remember that part in the first movie when the Laffy, the Laffy Taffy is pulling them up? Yes. And they're, like, singing to her, and it, like, makes that, like, glow as she looks. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. My single favorite part of that movie is that, that King Candy or, or whatever his name was standing there going, you wouldn't hit a man in glasses, would you? Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls his glasses off and hits him on the face. Oh, man, I loved that movie. <laughs> it was a Disney masterpiece. It really was. not get enough credits. Oh, I know. Or love. And I appreciate that. At the end of the the newer trailer that they had, they have the conversation about why isn't it Ralph Rex the internet? Yeah. Because that, that of course, was my first thought. Is like, why didn't you call it Ralph Rex the internet? Like, I would still get the pun. I would still get the pun you were talking about. But, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if that scene from the trailer is actually in the movie or if they did that just for the trailer. But I did appreciate, again, the meta, the whole meta thing with this movie. <laughs> Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is a rare Disney movie that has set itself up where it can get meta. Yeah. But not... But not be annoying. Overly. Yeah, not being annoying about it. Yeah. So, super pumped about that one. The rest of our list, our last two that we've got on here, takes us into December. Both of these movies actually come out December 14th. First one being Mortal Engines. 
directed by Christian Rivers, Peter Jackson producing. Um, this is it's actually Lord of the Rings on wheels. Oh, Lord of the Rings on wheels. <laughs> so this is actually, I think, a four-part series of books that I have not read. I I no. have plenty of time to do so. I may do that because I I feel like I might enjoy the movie more if I've got all of the background. But I'm I'm very intrigued by this concept for sure. The trailer's a little bit cheesy for me. Dialogue's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But then I think about the fact that, like, when you think about it, isn't Lord of the Rings dialogue a little bit cheesy? Isn't Game of Thrones dialogue a little bit yeah. cheesy? <laughs> so uh, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. This stars Hugo Weaving, Elrond. Very excited and for him. Agent Smith. And Agent Smith. And Robert Sheehan. Sheehan. And Hera or Hera. I couldn't say her last name if my life depended on it. But she does look like she's going to be a great, strong female character. So, that's good. I will have to say the thing every time I see this trailer that throws me off is the name Valentine. Yes, that was the note I wrote. Every time. Can we please stop naming the villain Valentine? Or things that start with V. (laughs) Robert Sheehan, the main dude in here was in that Mortal Instrument movies where, surprise, the villain was named Valentine. Valentine. Can we stop? Yes. Can we stop? Can we have a different name? Now, I don't know for sure when Cassandra Clare's uh, first Mortal Instruments book was published off the top of my head or when this first Mortal Instruments book was published, but I will say that there's obviously been talk for years and years and years that Cassandra Clare uh, lifted things from other books and yes. um, Mortal Instruments started as, um, well, Mortal Instruments didn't, but she started as a, a Harry Potter fan fiction writer. And, you know, there's a whole backstory there, but she has been called out for lifting things from other books. So I would I would absolutely have to check the publication dates, but it's entirely possible that Mortal Instruments had Valentine first. And they're just a victim of her movie or um, TV show came out first. So there was a movie, wasn't there? For, for mortal what? for mortal instruments. Oh yeah, there was that movie first, and they then the show. The first one we went and saw it, and um, it was it was, <laughs> yeah yeah, and then they oh, did we the mostly show. went and saw it because Valentine was um oh. Jonathan. Oh my gosh, what's his name? R Y no R H Y S. Yes, you used to really love him, and then I don't think he does much anymore. No, he's kind of disappeared. I will have to look up what he's doing, but so yeah, watching this Mortal Instruments trailer, I'm every time they say Valentine, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like it just <laughs> throws Mortal me off. Engines. Oh, I'm Mortal Engines, Mortal Instruments, Mortal Engines. I mean, so <laughs> yeah. see, it's it's all very confusing. I've probably been saying it wrong for the last like three minutes. Oh man, now I really want to know if Mortal Engines got published first because the fact Mortal Instruments, I just put that together too. Cassandra Clare, yeah. were you doing some shady stuff? I'll, I'll look. She may have been doing some shady stuff. So, and and the fact that she was, like, going after Valentine for killing her mother, and she's got red hair. I, I'm i wondering now. But that that's a different topic. <laughs> so, this does look, the concept oh, looks very interesting. The first Mortal Engines came out in 2001. When was uh, Mortal Instruments published? After that. <laughs> Cassandra <laughs> Clare. That's questionable. That is questionable. So, I I feel like I definitely have to go see Mortal Engines. 2007. <clears throat> that raises <laughs> suspicions for me. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of ties to other things that... I'm not saying she did it. I'm just saying there's a lot of this speculation. Yes. And, and I, she's never escaped it. Obviously, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about that situation. I just know all the speculation. And I will say that seeing this trailer, there are some very interesting overlaps between mortal instruments. So, yes. anyway... I feel like for that reason, beyond Valentine, I should which is yes, beyond the Valentine. worst villain name now because even beyond these two, I know I've seen Valentine. As I know, it's that elsewhere. V. Why do villains need to be named with a V? Voldemort Valentine. It's Voldy's fault. <laughs> Voldy he started it. Voldy Voldy. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least he wasn't Valentine. <laughs> True. So this one, you know, despite some like things like that throwing me off, and despite the dialogue being a little weird in the trailer. I think this is one I would definitely give a shot. Um, Kevin said he got uh, Wild Wild we- Wild Wild West vibes from it. The movie that had Will Smith in it because it was so like steampunk type. Yeah. Obviously a very different movie from this, but like the aesthetic he said was really similar. So again, this one, I, I only have a loose idea of the plot here, but it seems like all of our cities have become mobile and we're just driving and around. London is bad. And London eats small cities. My favorite dialogue was, we have to stop London before it destroys us. I know. <laughs> I feel like that's something Donald Trump might say in the future. I feel like that's... But... <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's how everyone else feels about America. Oh, probably. Including Americans. Oh, basically. Now, why London eats the smaller cities and why the people don't want to just live in London where there's more resources, I don't know. I guess we'll find out in that movie i mean obviously valentine who's head of london in some way doesn't seem to be that great of a guy <laughs> i'm i'm interested in what the story is here i will yeah i will definitely say that i might try and read it before it comes out yeah and we've we've got plenty of time which is great the last movie on our list is spider-man into the spider-verse which also comes it's my out my number two yay no surprise <laughs> yay also comes out december 14th Directed by Peter Ramsey, Robert Perchetti, and Rodney Rothman. And starring the voices of Shameek Moore and Jake Johnson as both of the Spider-Mans that we see in the trailer. So I am really excited about this one, even just for the fact that I love the art style that they've gone it's with for so here. so beautiful to look at. Yes, it really and is. I can tell it took forever yes. to make it. That was a labor of love. I can tell yes. just from the trailer. <laughs> And I, I mean, I love the part in the trailer when he's walking down the sidewalk and it even has the little, you know, text boxes like the comic books do. And I, I also appreciated that in the narration at the beginning of the trailer, he says, you know, there's another universe or reality different from ours where there we only have one Spider-Man and they have multiple. And then at the end of the trailer, the uh, other Spider-Man, the older one, tells him something about save it for Comic-Con. And he says, what's a Comic-Con? Yeah. And he goes, never mind. And I was like, oh, is the older Spider-Man aware, like, Deadpool? Is he, like, self-aware about the different ones? So that that was just kind of the vibe I got there. But I'm also really excited about the diversity aspect that this offers, too. Um, because I think it's great to have a non-white Spider-Man. Yes. And Miles Morales is a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's existed as a Spider-Man before this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's great uh, that they're bringing it to a larger audience now. Yes. 
And I know there's a lot of Spider-Man stuff going on right now in general because there's the Venom movie, there's this movie, there's the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And there is like a fatigue other people seem to be having. But I survived <laughs> through so much lackluster Spider-Man stuff. Yes. That we can get the good my stuff favorite now. hero. I deserve to have two great Spider-Mans at the same time. Yes. You do. And, I mean, like I said earlier, I I will always love Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. There really wasn't anything wrong with the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They just didn't work for whatever there reason. There was something wrong, and it was called Electro Was Ruined. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Electro is my favorite villain. I love how cheesy he is, and Jamie Foxx is fine. His mm-hmm. performance wasn't bad, but that was not electro <laughs> it could have been an entirely different name like you they could have made an original villain that and had lightning powers yeah there was i mean the spider-man series that have come out up till now have been a lot of wasted potential in a lot of ways yes. and i do like our current iteration with tom holland i like him as spider-man i think he fits into the avengers mcu very well and that's great. But Spider-Man, I mean, I've always liked Spider-Man and people have their favorite heroes and all of that. But Spider-Man seems to be one of the most popular out of all the Marvel superheroes because, I mean, people keep trying to make movies about him. Like, they keep trying to redo it. So, and this isn't redoing yeah. it or anything. This is a different, a little bit different universe, which is nice too. But, and I like that it's animated, but more on like a major scale this isn't like saturday morning cartoon (laughs) yeah it's different yeah so i'm very excited for that one and i liked that gwen stacy popped up at the end of the trailer too and she was also a spider person she was a spider person and she was wearing little ballet shoes yes did not look overtly feminine it didn't look like Mm -hmm. like oh if you're gonna have a girl spider person she's gotta wear some ballet shoes yeah like they looked like they had a purpose they were functional (laughs) spider-man's and spider people's moves are like a combination between parkour and ballet they are very much so so that's That's how they get around very fitting (laughs) so definitely looking forward to that i hope it does really well too um like box office wise because it it deserves it we need, we need more diversity in in superhero films and films in general. And Black Panther did so well for several reasons. One being it was a freaking amazing movie. But two, because people really want the diversity. Yeah. It's 2018. <laughs> it's <diverse> 2018. <laughs> and Gwen Stacy can be a spider person. Important. So. <laughs> so those are my, uh, I should say, our top ten films coming up this fall i also have six honorable mentions that i won't like really go into detail there's ones i pulled off the io9 list that have a lot of buzz oh yes or their trailers were interesting to me the first one was under the silver lake which has andrew garfield in it and it was made by the person that made it follows but i watched the trailer and it didn't have as quite as much of a horror vibe but it seemed really wacky kind of donnie darko-ish but not in a bad way i mean wacky's good i'm good with wacky uh the next one is 
Briar. Oh, yes. And this one's a remake, isn't it? Yes. I will not be seeing it, (laughs) but it has a lot of people that are very excited about it. I find it really crazy that the director did call me by your name. Uh, But I read a very wholesome interview from him where he saw the original of this movie when he was pretty young. And it was one of the reasons he became a director. And he used to, like, make his own posters for it and put his name on it. Oh, I love that. So I feel really good for him because this is, like, his dream. That makes me want to, like, watch it and put myself through it because that's amazing. (laughs) I While we were sitting here, I literally just typed the name into Google and it's been out on a at the Venice Film Festival right now, and there's a couple reviews that say, this slow burn horror is better than the original. Yeah. So, so I, I hope it does really well. Yeah. Because it's, his name is Louis G. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but Call Me oh, By Luca. Your Name was great. Luca. I'm not going to try his last name because I sound, ter- sound terrible. But yes, I hope that does really well because I love that. That makes my heart happy for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is Aquaman, oh, Aquaman, which I love Jason Momoa. I'm just not fully on board, even if it looks better. I don't know. Yeah, not DC on board. has let me down with everything except for Wonder Woman. Yes. DC has um, has burned me a lot. Yeah. Minus <laughs> Wonder Woman. That was a fantastic film. <laughs> uh, Bumblebee, which is the new direction for Transformers that instead of like just giving it a few years, like Transformers refuses to die. So now they've decided to make a Bumblebee-specific movie to try and revamp a series that has not gone away. I know. I mean, I I think Bumblebee is adorable. He is. But I I definitely checked out of Transformers a long time ago. (laughs) Yes. Um, The next one is Welcome to Marwin, which I found on the bottom of the list. It's a movie with Steve Carell in it and um, a lot of big people, Janelle Monae. Gwendolyn Christie. Um, I think it's based off of a true story where it's about a. I'm just gonna explain the movie version, but I think the real person, his circumstances were different. Mm-hmm. But it's about a war vet who gets mugged really badly. Oh. And loses all of his memory before that. So he makes a very elaborate village in his backyard and makes (laughs) this is what happens when you record in your closet and you use a cooler (laughs) for a table okay he builds this very elaborate little village in his backyard and makes personalized barbie dolls of this group of women that seem to be the ones that are helping him like move on from his attack and so part of the movie is him like everyone's normal humans and then the other part is like the dolls are animated and living out his um the story he's built for them in his head fascinating yeah it looks really interesting yeah and everyone in it is really great and it seems it's mostly about a group of very badass and caring women that are trying to help this dude out which is a great which is nice yeah i'm on board with this and the last one is Mary Poppins. Yes. Congratulations, world. I hope you love it. I still don't like Mary Poppins. Chelsea will, will not be there. It. Chelsea will not be I spending liked, her Christmas there. You know, I liked that movie about the making of Harry, Harry Poppins. <laughs> of Mary Poppins. Oh, um. That had um, Tom Hanks in it. Yes. Oh, and Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, I liked Saving Mr. Banks a lot. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. But I... 
don't like Mary Poppins, and I, even though I like Saving Mr. Banks, I will not go to this remake. Emily Blunt is great. Hope it does well. (laughs) Eat popcorn. I will go see Into the Spider-Verse twice. Yes. (laughs) And I'm sure it will do fantastic, and and that's fine. (laughs) So it's definitely going to be a busy final quarter at the movies. Final quarter of 2018, I should say. So, lots to see, lots to look forward to, and I think that is all we have for this episode. I think that's it. Yes. Our first episode ever. Our first episode of the podcast ever, so. And I do record in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) Please support our podcast so I can move Move out of the closet. So Chelsea can move out of her closet. But thanks so much for listening, and Bye, nerds. Our ratings are always